This short code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code Podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler. On today's show, admissions etiquette, the joy of orientation week, and some observations from the TSA checkpoint line, and whatever else we uh, come up with to discuss here in the studio with me today and live streaming on our Facebook group, the Short Coat Student Lounge. It's M2 Nicole Hine. What's up, nerds? M- MD PhD <laughs> student Miranda Skeen has paused her experiments for us. Hey, boys. Maybe we're a part of the experiment. I can't tell you that. It's double blinded. Yeah. Mm. Uh, That's not what blinding is. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, M2 and Bean Learning Community Mayor Rick Gardner. Sup, home skillets. Here we're with us. And joining us from the internet, it's M4, Emma Barr. Hello. I don't have anything fancy to say. <laughs> That's okay, because mine this was complete least, failure. This is my least favorite part of the podcast. excellent our sponsor this week is enso rings we'll talk more about them later in the show but i did want to start off by saying one of your curriculum coordinators observed the almost giddy joy that is nicole and rick seemed to evince as you helped us welcome a new class to the carver college of medicine i wasn't in the office i was traveling but billy rudin was joking that you guys were so excited to give them the orientation that you didn't get because mm-hmm. of the pandemic, she just observed it. Yeah. Ultra, ultra excited. I think I actually heard something similar from one of the other like Flux community people where they were like, you know, normally we have maybe like 20 volunteers for orientation coordinators. And this year we had like 50 <laughs> because they all wanted to help. Yeah. Uh, I just remember sitting in Bean and I had to like give the intro speech to all of our new beanies and just like 70 people being in one space. And it was like, I just want to let you know that most of the people that are here are trying to live vicariously through you. You yeah. are getting oh, to yeah. experience something that I've never gotten. And I am, quite frankly, a little jealous. Is it like, how much is it that and wanting to help the M1s compared to the promise of free food? Oh, oh, oh. That, that is sweet, oh. sweet, that is sweet nutrition. That is also something that you did not get to experience in all of your M1 year. Yeah. And a vital and important part of medical education experience is... Mm-hmm. Lying to people about your interest for free food. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm absolutely interested in OB-GYN. Also, you have Thai flavors today. (laughs) Sounds amazing. Why did you do that to me? I'm a curry now. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, because I saw an email from Amwa that's like, oh, we're probably going to have lunch at our opening meeting. And I'm like, huh, suddenly. (laughs) Say less, king. (laughs) Or queen. Or whoever you identify as. I, uh, noble bean, <laughs> noble being, <laughs> mythical beast. <laughs> it was awfully, yeah, it was awfully difficult to, uh, I don't know what's the word we to, to sort of wrap our own heads as 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 people in student affairs around not providing food. I, I'm looking forward to the revival of the Facebook group Free Food and Murph. Oh yeah, oh that's a thing. Oh, it was it, it was a thing. I hope no. it didn't. I hope it didn't B-R-B. get. Uh, I hope it didn't get lost. <laughs> 
that completely passed me by. I just sort of like kept track. I of think my it was emails. a Facebook group or something along those lines. I think there's a group me too, maybe. Yeah, I yeah, say, you guys I are all into group, group me now. Me. Am I going to have to transition to group mm, me? No, for no. The pod- resist. No. It's not that great. <laughs> it's, it's not good, but it was good for a while because sometimes iPhone can be quite hostile to non-iPhone users in group texts. So it's oh, it yeah, useful yeah. for me, especially when in the early days when I didn't have an iPhone, when people were like, "Let's get in the like group hangout or whatever the hell Apple." has and then i was like i can't i'm mini android oh, sorry. It's, it's still hostile to me every and time i send a fire message that somebody wants to love i get a text that says so and so loved it's really annoying yeah i get those I, I finally figured out the group text thing so we don't have to do that anymore but yeah i get those same messages it's like please stop liking my messages or you I could just switch to the superior phone like brand no thank you i wow. heathens i didn't know, I know we were gonna listen you if you want to be a sheeple you go for it but some of us are independent thinkers so yeah, bring up bring group messaging in med school and opinions <laughs> exist uh, Go figure. The people with the like the strongest drives and the most determination have the hottest of takes. <laughs> this is going well. <laughs> so what did you have planned for today, Mister Dave? I don't know. I've forgotten. <laughs> We're talking about the TSA. I yeah. did want to. Uh, I I did want to. Yeah, I'm very curious about this. Well, I know you were that. saying this. You know, like just chill. Don't do that thing where you save the juicy stuff for the end of the podcast just uh, to make people listen longer. Juicy. Okay. Uh, we'll see. I also heard that Rick was aggressively recruiting for the podcast, which must not have scared off too many people. Passionately. Okay. With some other adjective that would describe me and my interest and the things I do for this show well. All right. I'll wait. I don't know what that, what would Gr- that adjective be? I don't know. I forgot or... it. I, for- <laughs> I was going to say provocative or pivotal, but that, those don't work well. Provocative. Provocative. Oh my gosh. Promiscuous? No. no <laughs> I'm just, I'm imagining you throwing out like provocative episode ideas and M1s are like, whoa, I'm really offended by this. I need to now come and be on this episode and be like, this so, is not okay. Yeah. So I can put him in his place. Essentially. <laughs> we need a little, we, we need a little controversy on the show, I guess. So Dude, if, you be, if you want to be provocative, right? dad shoes, go. Dude, oh my, don't even start with me. Wait, okay, what? You won't. <laughs> um, no, wait, no, what are, what are dad shoes? No, what is this? Go no. back to uh, episode XXX. Air Monarchs. Oh, okay. Rick has obsessions. Marissa with- Evers, I will fight you. Don't come at me with these <laughs> sketchers or New Balance ass <laughs> BS. Shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Cursing. I forgot. What do you mean? All these shows have explicit <laughs> tags. We're fine. I know. Um, we've got a listener question Ooh. from somebody who uh, didn't leave their name when she left us a message at 347 short CT. Yes. So I will call her Kraz and Wes. Let's hear from Emma. Hi. Um, I really love the Short Code podcast. Aww. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Keep Keep it up. I love listening to it every week. But I had a question. So I'm currently applying like this application cycle to medical school. And one kind of question that I've had come up is some schools will say like in their emails, they'll be like, oh, feel free to send us updates or like, you know, shadowing experiences you had or papers you published or anything like that. And I was wondering if there's etiquette surrounding that, like, is, are they saying that, but they only expect you to send it after a certain time has passed or after your interview 
Or would it seem kind of like too much if applicants send it, you know, near the start of the cycle, like in August or September? Yeah, let me know. And I'm looking forward to listen to next week's episode, too. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for your question, Kraz and Waz. I'm Miranda. I was just because, and Kraz and Waz, thank you so much for calling into the short coat. In my professional opinion, um, and people can disagree with me, this feels a little bit like classic pre-med overthinking a little bit. I couldn't have said it better. Yeah. like (laughs) It's the thing I recognize from a lot of my classmates in undergrad and even some of the new M1s coming in where they're constantly overthinking. Everyone's thinking XYZ thing about me and everyone's judging every little thing I do. And to me, it's the kind of thing where if you're interested in the school and you have a fun thing happen, send them that and be like, hey, a thing happened to me and I'm still interested. And I mean, don't don't say, yo, admissions boy, what's up? Like there's a certain <laughs> amount of professionalism involved. But beyond that, I think this might just be a case of if you're interested and you accomplish something, go ahead and send them the thing when it happens. If you're not interested, you don't have to kind of would be my answer. I think this is a fair question because I don't know that I've ever heard or like seen anything about like how to address this issue though so i think it's fair that we do get to talk about it yeah it's very fair you know um i personally sent uh, (laughs) miranda's like it's very fair but i'm gonna tell you well yeah you're overthinking (laughs) it's a fair question but i think just like the amount of factors she was considering might be a tad much like you know before after the interview or like when the what the protocol is i think that in itself might be just a tad bit overthinking like the question itself is fair but i think there's some factors that she might be considering them maybe aren't as necessary to stress over my gut instinct was to say they asked you for it give them what they want give them what they Mm -hmm. asked for and they need this stuff so they can get great applicants so if they get in touch with us now i will say that i did run this by rachel our admissions and enrollment coordinator and she did say that you know you, you should definitely do that different schools will do different things with that information like our school you know that once you've made your application the admissions staff themselves cannot amend your application but they will tell you that you have a couple of occasions where you can supplement your secondary application mm-hmm. so you can go in and make your changes and corrections you know if, if you made an error if you um, added something to your cv something like that then that's where you would go. But they would tell you that, you know, if you email Rachel and say, hey, I did some more shadowing, just wanted to let you know I added to my hours. Rachel will be like, that's fantastic. Here's how you tell us that specifically. They don't expect you to remember mm-hmm. that that's how we do it here. Yeah. I think the big thing is just add something when you have something to add. Yeah. Like, don't say something like, ah, I went on this hiking trip. Like, that's great. And I'm sure, you know, that might have different roles in your life depending on who you are. But, you know, I said after I'd like been able to present at a conference and I won an award and then just updated my hours because I knew that that was probably the weakest part of my application. Yeah. And schools will view that differently. Like one school the next day rejected me. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then a month later I got an interview invite. So, it's, it's awesome. you know. Um, I also want to add that like I'm totally an overthinking and whoever's listening to this and had the same question like it's okay we don't want to shame you like being an overthinker is also a sign of being very conscientious and you mm-hmm. want to be professional and you're thinking about these things so it's a fantastic point asking this question anybody who's um, ever applied for a job also has been like oh i don't know if i yeah i don't know if they want to hear from me afterwards really i mean yeah. you know yeah 
But for me, I, I did send several updates, but this was like after I got waitlisted at some schools and I hadn't like won any awards or done any research, gotten to publish. I was still working at the same job, but I found kind of a little bit, not I don't know if it's creative, but different ways to send updates. So I was working on the same job, but I got formal feedback from, I was scribing, so I got formal feedback, like surveys from the people I was working with and kind of just gave an update of like how that went and that it was like still working there. And again, like reiterated my interest in their program and then like what I maybe learned from the interview and everything like that. Yeah. And nobody was like, and nobody was like, stop bothering us. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that might be one of the more valuable things when like when they're inviting you to send updates, they're not necessarily just inviting you to be like, they are obviously, you know, contact us if you have an update for your hours or anything like that because it's a long process, but it's also an open door for you to continue to express interest in the school. Like it may, it may not necessarily change where you're ranking, but it might, you know, make a difference where if they know that if they extend you an offer that you're likely to accept it they might view that very favorably so it's a way for you to just say hey i'm still interested like you know i still like your program all that good stuff and and just as a human being it's always nice to do that because i know that that period where they send out acceptances and then they wait for interminably (laughs) for you to decide yes or no i will go to iowa is a pins and needles period for admission so don't yeah so, so 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 don't think that you're the only one feeling anxiety. Yeah, I, I can actually speak on this because for interviews this year, we did like virtual hosting. So I was a virtual host to a couple of people and it just involves like you check in with them, you ask if they have questions, you kind of debrief with them after their interview day. And during that little phase after the acceptances had been sent out and we were waiting for responses, I was getting like emails every other week from our administrators being like, hey, so I was just wondering if like your hostie had reached out to you or if she's if she still interested in Iowa because it's like we're just curious it's like, I mean yeah it's yeah it's a, oh yeah uh, like they they really are very curious it's a very stressful time for everybody so it is a time yeah so um go for it do what they've asked you to do mm-hmm. it'll help them out it'll make them feel happy yeah uh, and and don't worry about um, being weird yeah that's not what it is yeah just we always say this but just be genuine and and you know you could ask you could ask your you admissions could, office. Actually, yes, yeah. That's a very uh, that's also strategy. a great that's also a great thing. Every time we get a question about like admissions stuff, I mean, my go to answer is always going to be ask your admissions office mm-hmm. what they want. Yeah, and if they can't or won't tell you, then well, then yeah. you know something. I was going to say, it does not hurt to ask if there's a protocol to like submitting anything. Yeah. How would you like that? How would you like that information? Yeah. What's the best way to get that to you? Mm-hmm. It shows good initiative. Yeah. Yeah. Another point that I think <clears throat> we talked a little bit about like this kind of like the idea of like the letter intent, like reinforcing like you really are passionate about the school. You would really like to go there. What are your thoughts? And this is open ended. What are your thoughts on like in the area emails? Because I feel like this falls in a very similar kind of realm. Like of I'm in the area. I'd love to come and. What did you say? In the area? They're called in the area emails. So I understood them like I'm from the Chicagoland suburbs. If I like flew out to Hawaii, say there wasn't like two medical schools there. I don't know how many there are. Um, like, I don't want to have to do that flight again. So, hey, I'm interviewing at this place. Oh, what are the odds? Like, if you're going to send me one, can you send me one or just reject me? Because I really don't want to have to come out here. Maybe not say reject, but our interview is virtual this year. Uh, I guess this would apply more to when they end up going back to in person. <laughs> I don't actually know the answer to that question. My guess has been that it will be at least a hybrid experience yeah. for a lot of schools, but 
we'll see. The state of everything is a mess right now. So yeah. Oh shit! I, I forgot to put on my mask. <gasps> Dave. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, it's, it's under but your to chin. To answer your question. Oh. <laughs> 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 All right, Grandma. Yeah, you read us on top of your forehead. <laughs> Shut your head. <laughs> Were you gonna say something? Oh, just about the in the area things. I don't see. It couldn't hurt. Like. It just shows that you're really interested, and they all they could say is yes or no or maybe. So yep. yeah, not? that's all. That's all you can do. I was gonna say you might be surprised at how. I mean, I obviously would vary school to school, but you might be surprised at how you know accommodating admissions people can be. Like I had to change. I had to move my interview at Iowa a month earlier because I had a conflict with another interview, and they were just like, like. This was about three weeks before the interview that I ended up going on. And she's like, oh, yeah, here's your flight details in the hotel. And here's this new schedule. And I was like, OK, I genuinely was not expecting that. Wait, you got flight details? Yeah, yeah like, like like the day after. Hang on just a second. <laughs> you got flown out for your interview? Hold up. MSTPs have a little bit more f- money. <laughs> and I didn't get. That's crazy. I know. I didn't. For the record, I did not get my whole flight paid for. And I did not. And it that. Iowa was the only interview that actually paid for my flight. When I interviewed at Penn, I had to book my own uh, flight over there um, and pay for it. But Iowa did book my flight for me. And to that person, I am eternally grateful that they did that because it was so much less stressful. Wow. Yeah, but... I, Good to know. I guess you should have been I, an MSTP student. Right? It's really cool. People should be more MSTPs. Uh, <laughs> Next year, we're going to have like... It'll all be MSTP. There'll be four regular med students. Now. I mean, you do you do have to be willing to give up a decent chunk of your salary for the rest of your life to do research and also spend four more years in med school getting your PhD. So, you know, I see it as taking a detour to grad school. It's a detour to grad school. Oh, yeah. Because well, like the, you have to go do like the grad portion in the middle of med school. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So for some reason, my brain calls it a detour. I don't oh, know it why. definitely is. Well, no, it can feel like that because, you know, I've been step and step with my med school colleagues right up until step one time. And then I was like, oh, bye. Like, mm. it's just sort of what veering like? off. But... Best of luck. Best of luck, Kraz and Waz. And let us know how it goes. Hopefully that was some level of Keep us up to date, if you like. Listeners, if you ask us a question, it means that I don't have to make something up to talk about on the show. And the show becomes what you want it to be. So send your questions to the shortcoats at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. We'll talk about it on the show. I need to talk about our sponsor. Oh. Uh, All right, students. Ah. Pop quiz. What is the risk of wearing a traditional metal ring? That You might get married. Oh! (laughs) But what if what if you're wearing one before marriage and it's to ward off any suitors? <laughs> I'm too lonely to do that. I, I hadn't thought of that. Oh shoot! I need to do that. That's a good idea. Holy shit! I never had that problem. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Correct. Ring avulsion. I was. Is that oh, where you ring like that episode of Scrubs? Is that where, where your fingers get fat and you have to chop your finger, your ring off? No, your, that's when you. Oh. That's when you. When your metal ring gets yanked off your finger 
by machinery or some <gasps> other accident, and then you deglove your your finger. And oh you de- no! Deglove your finger. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Which commonly so it commonly oh. occurs secondary to a sudden pull on a ring and results in severe soft tissue injury, the, ranging from a, circumferential AKA, soft tissue laceration finger. to degloving to complete amputation. No. Uh, look up some pics and throw up your mouth a little. I already did. <laughs> That's why I was intrigued by the Rise collection from Enso Rings. They are high quality silicone rings that are a great alternative to a hard metal ring that'll yank your finger skin off like Jimmy Fallon's did in 2015 after he slipped on a rug. Oh. Enzo Ring's Rise collection <laughs> is... Can I see a case report? <laughs> <laughs> he slipped on a rug, it got caught on his countertop is what I read, and it pulled his pulled his finger off. So Enzo Ring's wait, Rise collection fa- is... Jimmy Fallon missing a finger? He, he was wearing for many, many months, he was wearing a cast or whatever, some sort of dressing on his hand. Did they sew uh, his finger the show. back on? Yeah. Oh. They put it back on. He, it's, it's, actually, it's actually less common that they successfully fix this problem. Hmm. So just because we're getting into the nitty gritty now, when you get your finger... like I love this, that this is supposed to be like a 15 second spot. And I <laughs> Okay, in our defense, but it's fine. This is this is this you is good stuff. You led with the ring of stuff. Yeah. I thought this was the TSA story, but um, no, I no, was no. wrong. Well, so when you get to glove, do you lose your fingernail, or does that stay on? I, you, oh, that's a good question. That's actually, an excellent question. I don't know. What can I say? Um, Rick Gardner, critical thinker. Yes. Well, someone else Google that because I don't need to see those pictures. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining like a oh, lizard that like sh- slowly sheds its skin, and like the last little bit is stuck on its tail. And that's no, the nail that is holding that. it on. I hate that so it, it's a it's a bit quicker than that usually. So like a couple other less you know, like gruesome reasons why those rings could be better than I just tra- want to say to our sponsor with I just want to say to our sponsor right now, Enzo Rings, you asked for this. Oh, um, oh did they really? So if you if you get a no large by, by, by bringing up ring evolution, oh. <laughs> no fingernail. Shoo. Don't do that. Um, I've f- a variety of pictures here. No. Oh my god. If you get oh a ring gosh. with a stone on it, sometimes gloves are difficult to put on that and is true, actually, to navigate yeah. around. Or if you're oh, yeah. using like if you work with chemicals and you have certain types of metal, there's more upkeep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of benefits. There yeah. are. There are. And so Rings Rise Collection is perfect for the lifestyle and work style of a doctor or anyone who relies on having fingers. They combine a classic precious metal look with comfort and quality of silicone. I'm wearing one right now. It's this one. In attractive colors like obsidian, slate, pink sand, and turquoise, Enso rings are an alternative for a traditional wedding band. You can leave your ring on no matter what you're doing, whether you're at work, home, or traveling. Even they tell me while wearing uh, PPE gloves. Plus, Enso rings rise collection has silicone rings infused with SteriTouch antimicrobial technology, meaning a cleaner ring and... They're made right here in the U.S. I I like these rings. They Are they maybe autoclaved. <gasps> oh yeah, that's a good question. I, I that's a that's an excellent question. What I know about silicone is that it's very temperature. Is it stable? Is it pressure stable? You, it's uh, I don't know about that. That's a great that's a great hey, question. Hey, do you want to take? I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask, and and for next week's spot, I'll put that in. I no, thought maybe we were going to okay. do science. No, I was going to say like I have we have an autoclave upstairs. We got to make media. Well, go later. get it. <laughs> Can, can, can we have a, like a candle, like lit fire, but it will be a Bunsen burner? This is now a 45 minute spot. <laughs> 
So Enzo Ring sent me two to look at from the Rise collection, and I can tell you that they are soft. They're very comfortable, and they look uh, really good. I tested their anti-ring avulsion technology. Why? Um, <laughs> not by pulling my skin off, but by stretching it like a rubber band until it broke. And I feel like it's durable. It definitely snapped easily enough that I have confidence that it wouldn't rip my finger off. But it still feels like a really solid product. In, in addition to the Rise collection, they have other cool looks I found on their website, including metallic finishes, like I mentioned, and rings with really crisp embossed designs from Star Wars and Disney. So, Shortcoats, you're going to want to check out Enso Rings today. You'll be glad you did because right now our listeners can get 10% off your first purchase. Just go to EnsoRings.com today and use promo code SHORT. That's promo code SHORT at E-N-S-O-RINGS.COM. I feel so bad for these people. They, they're like, we're going to get such great advertising. And we <laughs> have just been the hottest good. mess of a podcast <laughs> I think I have yet to be on. <laughs> Uh, Listen, if Dave did not want this to go in the ring avulsion direct, I say that I that's on I him. just look, I just thought and so rings. I apologize. I th- I thought it would be mildly educational if we talked about a ring avulsion instead uh Miranda made it a thing. We bring one MSTP student on here and just everything goes to shit. Uh all right. Shortcoats, if you're enjoying our conversation today, I'd be grateful if you'd let people know by posting a story on Instagram or Facebook or tweeting about us. And don't forget to tag us in your post. Thank you. I was traveling this past week. I went home to uh, visit family with my family. And I saw on the way back, I saw this guy in the TSA line in Boston. Short, white, big reddish blonde beard, blue gray long sleeve jersey, dirty ball cap, jeans and flip-flops, bandana pulled down around his neck, no mask. As he approached the TSA agent, she asked him to put on a mask and he said in a really loud voice, "Nope." <laughs> <laughs> Was that the end of the sentence? She explained why he should wear a mask in the TSA line and again he loudly says, "No, I don't care." And I was like, well, this is it. This is either a security incident about to go down or I'm about to see some sort of flash mob performance of every reason why society is is, if that isn't and a unfortunately, description, I hope it was the flash mob. I gonna, I, I, well, I was going to say a flash mob of all the reasons why society is is a very good description of the past year and a half. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I, it was just such a weird thing to like this guy was clearly ready for this question, you know, like, oh, I'm sure. I think it was prepping that nope the whole way through the yeah, line. I mean, it was so loud. I was like, nope. Yep. So I saw somebody compare these kind of things to people taking those like arguments you have in your head in the shower where you like finish conversations or you're like the biggest, baddest badass in the room. Yeah. And they're taking it those into real life. You're so right. You're so right. Because yeah. all of these anti-mask people that are like, and not, I'm not talking about all the ones that are just like vaguely skeptical or who are concerned about their acne like me. I wear one, but I hate it. Like the people who say it as some kind of rebellious statement, those are so the kinds of people that like rehearse that in they the shower were wait- he was waiting for this. yeah it's like they, they don't actually necessarily to me at least they don't necessarily care about the masks themselves as much as they care about feeling like a rebel right uh, yeah that's excellent the guy looked like he just stepped out of an fbi interview room <laughs> after being questioned about his basement full of you know explosives i mean that was that was you know just one feeling i got well i went dark uh the tsa agent had this weary look of a woman who hadn't quite 
recovered yet from her, I don't know, previous cavity search or whatever. His hat, his, this is what interested me, though, about this whole thing was his hat said farm brewed beer on it. So clearly sure. some sort of slogan, farm brewed beer. That's where the cows make it, and they milk the cows. And get the beer. I mean, this is this is like the. I, I feel like this is the worst possible product. Is that where milk stout comes slogan. from? No. So, okay. In line with. Please educate us. So you're talking. You, you said Hines. that you feel like this person just stepped out of some kind of investigative interview. But if they're like openly defying the rules that the TSA has. Uh-huh. Yeah. Their circle might appreciate moonshine because it has less governmental over like oversight. Uh, okay, uh-huh. but this was farm brewed beer. Yeah, so not moonshine. I understand it's not moonshine, but it's it's that same that same line. It's the same vein. I just know. nobody's nobody's messing with how you're making it. I just don't like it. You know like you can use whatever unsafe brew, practices gonna, you want. If you're going to brew me some beer, brew it in a stainless steel vat in a clean room. Not like they do it in the hog thing where they eat all yeah, the food say, out of. Not in a rusty stock tank, like surrounded by hog confinement runoff. That's how it gets its flavor, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I mean, but tastes but, like America. But look, I tried to look up this uh, slogan. It really captured my imagination. I tried to look it up, and I couldn't really link it to a particular brand. Can that be our next gift for you? Farm <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, this next show tasting. Yeah. No. <laughs> I feel like this is why nope. I do feel like this is why I will never amount to anything in business because I can't come up with ideas that nobody should want that everybody wants. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, no. I, well, nobody like nobody should want every, everybody, that everybody should every everything nobody knew they needed. Yes, nobody should want that people end up wanting because you know, like every time I've come up with an idea, oh. people are like, "Why oh. the hell would anybody want that?" But then. You know, think back to all the other things that have been made and, and people and at some point somebody was like, that's a stupid idea. But they went ahead with it anyway and they became a zillionaire. Can we just so talk I, about, I mean, squatty potty like. Right. I have two in my house. Thank you very much. <laughs> I do, too. Yeah, I have one, too. I do, too. <laughs> and and it is, uh, you know, I can't tell that it makes any difference for me. But. I can. OK. <laughs> While we're on the topic. If you don't have a bidet in your house, seriously, just go get one. It's life changing. I have one that I haven't installed. <laughs> Install it like now. It's genuinely like Does your bidet you, you installation have to be different if you use a squatty potty. No, no. Why? Because I don't it just, know. It's just, it's, it's just a little stool that like. You yeah. cannot tell me the angles aren't just slightly different down there when you squat. Actually, I think it would probably help. You, um, your feet are attached to the squatty potty, so no, I need it off. I think what he's saying. I think what he's saying is that like, is the angle? Do you need to adjust the str- angle of the stream of water depending? You can on adjust where the angle. Oh, you can. Yes. Oh, De- well, it depends. Mine, you can't, but and oh, some huh. models you can. So, so, so you also have, so I, I have had a bidet before and I can tell you that the spray can be very intense if you're not careful. It can. Yeah. But, I, that is a good advice for new bidet owners. Is don't because, give yourself a water enema. Yeah. <laughs> well, because here's the thing on mine. One of my bidets has a, I, I sorry. I this need is to, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I just, sorry for any sensitive viewers, but then again, we did talk about finger to gloving yeah, for like 10 minutes. So I don't know where this is going, but. 
for new bidet owners, the first time you use it, because mine has a little dial and it goes from like, you know, a small dot to a big dot. And the first time I went, it goes go from, with. and that means basically like small tickle almost, of being like power wash by yeah, a yeah, fire yeah, hydrant. Yeah, like I made the mistake of going like about to the middle, which I thought was going to be like fair. And then it, that was painful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Don't do a, that. You get a little yeah, surprise. Tw- go you, very slowly. Somebody in the other room might have heard a little eep. <laughs> My cat was very confused that day about what the heck the human is doing. I, I did. I, I'm going to try this, though. Okay. Not, not the bidet. I'm going to try. <laughs> is that, is that going to be another one of our, like, experience, like, things that we get to do on the show is bidet ourselves? <laughs> hey, I'm not ruling it out. Bidet uh, angles with and without the squatty potty. <laughs> I'm going to try to come up with. That sounds with, like a really good. Uh, that, that's going to be my side project. I, that's what I'm I called dibs on publishing that paper. <laughs> okay. You can be a co-author. It's fine. But I, I have tried to come up with some products that I think are somewhat along these lines. Products that people shouldn't want oh. but will want okay lip balms those uh, exist handcrafted in the world's finest morgues Ooh. oh and the reason i think this would be good is morticians embalmers you want to make people look very lifelike and you want your lips so, to be lifelike like, okay. right? when you say artisanal is that like artisan because our only thing artisan means to me is expensive well okay well, yeah i, I wanna... mean i want to i want to sell some some fancy mortician made well, I was going to say, I was going to ask you something because I actually, while we were talking, looked up the farm brewed beer thing. Did you find something? I did. I found out that a lot of breweries are actually moving to farms because they can like grow their own hops and grain. And uh. then it's essentially like a farm to table type thing, except at the brewery. So well, so, now, obviously, that doesn't mean that they brew the beer in like a farmhouse just on the floor. They might. They might. I don't know. But that's supposedly the appeal. So I think with these products... If you're going to sell something like artisanal lip balm made in the world's finest morgues, what is it about the morgue that is improving it? Because the like thing about the farm brewed beer is that, well, we're sourcing everything right from right from our farm here. We're growing With, our own stuff. Okay. All right. All so right. I, I have an idea. It's yeah. the fact that it's made to make dead lips look alive. Yes. Ooh. That's what Dave was getting at. Yes. I like that. that. In fact, that is the slogan of this. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> make your, your like dead the, lips the right, look alive. Like, the right, I'm not getting the right word, but like genres or like subcultures would be really into this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, like, you know, goths. Yeah. Hi. It's, Hi. Look over there. We have some special guests in the studio, everybody. It's, it's Claire, the long lost Claire Castaneda. Can we interest you in any lip balm that came off of a dead person? It was <laughs> It was made in the morgue. <laughs> yeah, they, where where did the lip balm come from? Well, who's who is the dead person? I it's made say. by morticians. That's all we. That's I all love we. morticians. If anyone gets the chance to work with the hospital so, morticians, so if, a, if a mortician created artisanal lip balm and like the tagline was something about bring ba- bring your dead lips back to life. Oh God! <laughs> 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 they're yeah, they're under a lot of. They have they have experiences that yeah. that make them a little different, okay. but they they are lovely people. They really are. I'm sure they are. All right, uh, let's try another. Loving. Let's try another product. Are we ready? <laughs> Do we officially have live studio audience now too? Woo woo woo! Oh me? Oh yeah, I'll be a studio. Listen anyway. <laughs> the voice of our writing and humanity. I'm ready director, for uh, product number two. Product number two: <laughs> super moist and delicious bunt cakes made fresh in the U.S. every day. By, on Alaskan oil rig. That's kind of long. So yeah, everything long. there was like something that's already been done before, and then you just like <laughs> on an oil rig. Well, beer is beer has already been done before, you know. Like, 
So specifically on Alaskan oil rigs, not like oil rigs in international waters. Well, Does I mean, I'm, I'm going made for the made in, you know, made in the USA. Yeah. But that's what I was going to be like. The Depending on which oil rig you pick, you could be in some seedy territory with that whole made in America thing. Nope. Maybe they're drilling for canola oil. It's all bullshit. Is it anyway. moisture from petroleum or... Yeah, I mean See, it, it adds it, yeah, that. it adds a little moistness. That's sweet, sweet crude oil. Mm-hmm. Where where so would it good have you to could be, smear it on a where would it be stationed to get whale blubber incorporated? Hey. Oh. It's also a whaling rig. I don't think that's that a thing. Exists. Okay. You can make it. All right, here's another one. For your bunt cake business, you can make a whaling rig. Here's another one. Uh bath bars for super soft skin with an invigorating aroma inspired by gastroenterology. Bath so, bombs? Um, yeah. But bath bombs that smell like C. diff. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Did you say bath bombs or bath bars? Uh, I you said, said bars. I said bars, but it could okay. be bombs. Okay. Bath bombs. Bath products. Bath products. Everyone's allowed to make anything in a capitalist society. Yeah. I tell you what. Yeah. So, um, how about uh, this rich dark chocolate truffles infused with the intoxicating flavors of European wastewater treatment facilities? See, Dave, I feel like you're just like going it. farther and farther off the rails. Like, yeah, that's why not, the point, though. But the, why not like exfoliative hot sauce? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and, and if I may, also for the... Exfoliating it's, it's exfoliating certain cells in your digestive tract already. <laughs> like, so. honestly... <laughs> I mean, it's a thought. <laughs> this okay, has been the can, entire podcast. Can we go back to the the GI? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bath- so, okay, hear me out. Please okay. do. Soap all smells the same. It's just like antimicrobial hand soap, hand sanitizer, those kind of scents. But then, like, the color and the makeup of the bar is inspired by different things they've encountered, either coming out of the GI tract or oh, inside the GI uh, tract. The bar is, isn't it pretty so, like, much like, all, like, some beige to black color really well, raised to brown well sure and the it, bar is a suppository I well, I could, we're also <laughs> <laughs> we're also talking about like it could be fecal matter so that comes in tons of different colors yeah you could have like what looks like corn inside of it i was gonna say and like different pathologies are gonna come <laughs> up Kate is done. For our listeners, uh, Kate, our live studio audience has just closed her office door. We don't have a live studio. I'm trying to fine tune and make these marketable for you, Dave. Fair enough. I can actually see that where it's like, because people like the like weird, gross things. So instead of like smelling like GI, make it look like GI. Okay. Yeah, we can workshop. Make it look like poop. That's kind of fun. Yeah, like I could definitely novelty people who have scat fetishes. I don't know. People like gross things. I don't know. I I wouldn't buy it. I think those people are mostly between the ages of like three and ten so, so. market it for so them only fans is getting rid of its most important that's content true, in october true. so yeah, we need to talk about scat it. content is going to yeah. be an opening market <laughs> in october i'm glad that someone wow when you that. give people get well cards after certain medical procedures you just have uh-huh. different like yeah. specialty themed soaps but it's supposed to be like very clean soap how about get well cards from your enemies Ooh. Mm. What? Ooh. I don't know. I just thought For or from? From. From. Mm. But that service that connects your enemies to you and makes them write a get well card to you. I love it. Because if they oh. don't get well, they can't continue being your adversary. Like that sounds like something on like a Disney plot Wait, where it's no, like, but- I must continue fighting you, but in the most friendly and like <laughs> nice way possible. I'm sorry, did you mean Tom and Mega- Jerry? Did you mean uh Megamind? <laughs> I love Megamind. All right, I got one more. Uh how about a textbook entitled Principles of Virology by Marjorie Taylor Greene? <laughs> <laughs> you know 
<laughs> no, don't ever make anything that will make her any money. Oh my god! All right. I, all, all money goes to the Stop Marjorie Taylor Green Fund. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> to get her not reelected. Oh my god. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. I want to thank you for for helping me. I, I hope sort that, of toss around some new ideas that. I hope this was at least a little helpful. You know what? I'm going to be generous to our list. listeners. If you've made it this far into the sh- into whatever this show is, they will give you a social security. Go ahead and take these. <laughs> go ahead and take these ideas and and make them your own. Uh, just just let me know. Uh, just let me know how it goes. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me to the shit show. I have to run. I have yeah. to run back. Thank, okay. you. Yeah, service. Thank you for joining us. That's our show. Rick, Emma, Nicole, Miranda. Thanks for being on the show with me today. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would say you're welcome, but I don't think we've done you any favors today. And what kind of yes? And what kind of uh, sphenopalatine ganglio neuralgia would I be if I didn't thank you, Shortcoats, for making us a part of your week? <laughs> how long did it take you to learn before? how to pronounce that? Hey, I look. I may not be able to pronounce anyone's name properly, but I can do a good sphenopalatine ganglioneuralgia. <laughs> you guys know what that is? I do, actually. Okay. I think I've heard this. I'm going to leave yeah, it as like an exercise. The, for I can piece it together. I'm going yeah, like, to leave it as an exercise for our listeners, too. Yeah. To I mean, it's just find the sphenopalatine ganglia, and it's got neuralgia. And there you go. Like, go for it. Uh, if you're new here and you like what you heard today, follow the show wherever <laughs> no, fine you, podcasts you, are available. If our, our editors are AJ Chowdhury and Eric Bozart, our show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, Student Government, and Ongoing Sport from the Writing and Humanities Program. Our music is by Dr. Vox and Catmosphere. I'm Dave Etler saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> Talk to you in one week. Hi, short coats. Look, life in medical education, life in America, life in the world is often difficult. And I often wish I could help. All I have is this podcast, but... In my wildest dreams, you have the support you need to lead a life of your choosing. You deserve to be happy, healthy, and successful in whatever ways you define those words. So if you need support because you've experienced racism, discrimination, harassment, mental health crises, I want you to be able to get the help that you need. And so I'm going to put some links in the show notes to some resources that you can use. But the bottom line is that for what it's worth, I see you. I know you're out there. I wish I could do more. Maybe I can in ways that I don't understand yet or know about. But I see you, and I'm glad you're here, and other people are too.